Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host. I'm a retail transformation specialist, a consultant and advisor to help companies drive effective transformation from understanding their challenges through to defining their ideal solutions, supporting both individual and organizational mindset and culture, and of course, driving excellent execution, all to make meaningful change happen. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This one is episode 261, number 261. Now, it of course will not surprise you that profitability remains the primary goal for businesses. And yet, a number of retailers invariably struggle with this key aim, with roadblocks such as operational inefficiencies, challenges over getting the right amount of stock, not too much, not too little, balancing confusing signals from the market and from the data, and ultimately juggling poor financial performance versus target and versus long-term trajectory. Now, there are, of course, a number of different factors which feed into these different challenges. But ultimately, what happens is we find ourselves with strategic and operational anchors existing within the business, weighing us down, adding drag, pulling us back. And unfortunately, these anchors will eventually pull us under. So in today's episode, I'm excited to dive into this particular challenge, and it goes hand in hand with a new service that OB&Co are releasing. I'll share a little bit more about it later on, but it's called the Path to Profitability And it's a consulting and advisory service where, along with partners, we immerse within your business to understand your profitability anchors and, more importantly, how to get rid of them. Like I say, I'll share a little bit more later on. But if you'd like to find out more in a one on one conversation, then do reach out and book a meeting. You'll find the link to be able to book a meeting with me on my LinkedIn profile or on the show notes page which today are at obandco.uk slash 261. That's obandco.uk slash 261. So let's jump into this profitability challenge. It's a core business challenge, right? Arguably the ultimate business challenge in as much as if you have it and you don't fix it, then unfortunately we do know the ending to that story especially right here at the close of 2023. You know, the last couple of years, really, we've seen rising costs throughout businesses, but also the wider world, right? Whether we're talking about rents, rates, utilities, materials, payroll, everything's gone up. And for customers, everything has gone up, of course. And now we're in a place where we're starting to see salaries overtake inflation, which is great for spending and sales, but of course, challenging for the bottom line of many retailers. So we've got strains throughout the cost lines, including, of course, the current surges in shrink and stock loss and theft. So to maintain profitability, we can't just 
infinitely increased prices, right? There are a number of different levers, both from a revenue angle and a cost angle. But you know what? Let's start there. Let's start with prices. Price is still such an important factor in the retail sector. Lots of customers still use price to decide where to shop. More so on the mass market and price sensitive end, of course. But it's still a factor in the luxury and premium end of the market as well. And it's not just people that are using price to decide where to shop. We're starting to see search engines like Google and even AI shopping tools start to factor in best prices as well. So it remains an important factor and a super simple factor as well. But it is super sensitive with that. And an uncontrolled yank of the pricing lever will seriously negatively affect your business. Push the price up too high, suddenly your volume evaporates instantly, right? If you pull it down too low, then you're going to leave money on the table. You're probably going to trade through all your stock very quickly, perhaps even at a loss. Oh, and by the way, you might or might not even know about if you're making a loss, depending on how much you really understand the true end-to-end pricing of your business and all of the other cost lines, both variable and non-variable. And so dynamic pricing is a really big opportunity. It's one that I'm super excited about right now because it means that you as a retail business can adjust prices based on the very exact and specific situation that lies ahead of you right now. You can balance your supply, your demand. You can bring in lots of different factors and it can be a hugely complex challenge. And of course, if you're a pricing manager, There are so many different factors that you would ideally want to build into your pricing calculation. But of course, when you start applying the scale that the retail industry has to offer, it quickly becomes unviable. So how do you deal with this hugely complex calculation that is changing all the time? Well, it drives us towards algorithms and AI. And that's why I'm very excited about a strategic partnership that OBN Co has been developing to allow you the best opportunity to bring dynamic pricing into your business. And together, we will develop your pricing maturity. And wherever your pricing maturity is at right now, we'll define an achievable program to level you up towards market leading in terms of pricing strategies. So pricing is the first important factor when it comes to profitability and is, of course, a direct link towards your revenue line. The other link, of course, is around customer volumes. And there's always a lot written about customer acquisition costs, especially in the world of e-commerce, of course. But equally, there's lots written about the costs of running physical stores in terms of rents, rates, utilities and so on. And these, in many ways, are the customer acquisition costs of having a physical store. But ultimately, whatever this acquisition cost, in a grander sense of the word, is, it really depends on your brand, your approach to channels, the loyalty of your customers, and how frequently you could expect a given customer to be returning and repurchasing. It depends on your product range. There are so many different factors, so you really need to understand it for your exact business, right? Depending on, 
like I say, whether you're going e-commerce, whether you're going stores, whether you've got an omni-channel mix, lots of category differences. It goes without saying, you know, difference between fashion and grocery and perhaps technology, very, very different categories. But ultimately, when it does come to customer acquisition numbers, we are talking pretty big costs, right? You want to make sure you are getting bang for buck. And if you do, if you do get that equation right, then you are driving the volume, the right volume towards your storefront, online, offline, whatever. And that allows you, again, to drive up that revenue line. But bringing customers to the storefront is only good, of course, if you have the right stock in place as well. Stock management is our next factor to explore. And we'll start by thinking about stock flows. It's so crucial to really understand what's flowing in and what's flowing out in terms of the volumes, the velocity and the flexibility to be able to adjust the in and the out. And of course, just thinking about it as an in and out is super simple as well, right? Because similar to the pricing, when you add in that scale that retail offers, it gets so much more complex. And I totally understand But that's why it's important to understand the whole supply chain in terms of data, the partnerships, the processes, the timelines, and ultimately visibility. Visibility to be able to collect and gather and analyze data. Now, maybe you're thinking about real-time updates, especially if you're doing omni-channel offerings, picking from store, for example, where you want to be offering customers the true availability without adding an overly conservative safety factor, but also without disappointing customers by letting them buy stock that is unavailable. Stock integrity is another important factor. Again, you know this, if stock is out of control, you are always going to struggle to bring in your profits. And stock integrity ultimately boils down to a couple of challenges, overs and unders, right? If you've got overstock, then your working capital is all tied up You've probably got a ton of process waste, increased likelihood of damages, and actually you could even be impacting the availability of the rest of the range as well. But if you've got unders and out of stocks, then that lack of availability is meaning you are losing sales. Now, maybe there's a substitution that helps save the sale today, but maybe not. Maybe that customer is going to walk out of your door digitally or physically and go to your competitor. Because that impact of the customer experience has a lasting effect. Now, of course, this is hugely dependent on the product and the category again, and you'll be able to apply your own in-depth knowledge of your category and recognize actually, do you know what? This product is gonna be a deal breaker and this one is not, and that's great. But stock integrity is super important. Another big category specific challenge is around old or dead stock and the importance of clearing it. Now, I think perhaps the most unglamorous term for this that I've come across is dredging the swamp. Mm. (laughs) Mmm, just fills you with joy thinking about dredging the swamp, right? And that doesn't feel like a great place to be. And it's easy, therefore, to put this activity off. But if you do dredge the swamp, if you do manage to clear your old stock, your dead stock, your overstock, it can be like a new lease of life, both financially and operationally. Totally rejuvenating. 
But again, with profitability in mind, it's easy to just have a fire sale and get rid of it all super quickly, right? But that's again probably going to mean you're selling at a loss and you could be degrading your brand at the same time. So you need to be super smart about how you're exiting all of this old stock. You want to go in with a proverbial scalpel rather than a proverbial dumper truck. Have a targeted exit plan that is relevant for your category, your products, and ultimately your brand. The other factor around stock is, of course, marketplaces. Now, marketplaces have been a big trend over the last 12 to 18 months or so. A real promise of untapped, infinite demand from customers. Meanwhile, you are generating profitable revenue with big growth rates and very little risk or capital tied up in that stock because the supplier is holding all of the risk. Now, I've got a whole episode about marketplaces. So if you are thinking about marketplaces right now, do go and check out episode 240 and it would be great to talk the details with you. Now, our next factor is around the operating model and whether or not you have got efficient ways of working. Now, of course, we've touched on pricing, we've touched on stock, and these have a key role when it comes to your overall operating model. But let's be honest, the operating model is much bigger than that. There are so many different areas and it affects the whole business. It is the whole business, right? (laughs) So you need to really be able to understand your costs, understand where those costs are working and delivering value and where they're not. You need to minimize your waste and lean principles are a great opportunity here to apply across the business. Don't just think about your store operating model. Don't just think about your silo. Think about how you can streamline the entire business to drive towards that goal of profitability, long-term profitability. And again, depending on where you are on the proverbial operating model maturity curve, then it allows you to think about more advanced opportunities going forward. Data and reporting is another big topic right now that has such an important part to play in profitability. And often it feels like it's misunderstood, if I'm honest. We spend a lot of time talking about data and perhaps the data is what drives us to understand profitability. But it's not just about the data, right? We need to be thinking about what we're doing about the data the action that we are driving, because it's that action that is actually the most important factor. That is exactly what helps us sink or swim, so to speak. So it's really crucial to understand what is the data that is going to help you, what exists, what doesn't exist, and how are you going to use that data to drive action across the business at the relevant time in a timely way. And again, This whole piece around data and reporting, you've got to consider the maturity. There's no point trying to leap ahead to advanced AI if we're still very much back printing off reports, trying to work out tables of numbers. There has to be this step progression. And yes, there's of course a few opportunities to make a few leapfrogs here and there, but it's got to be culturally feasible, if that makes sense. We can't just jump straight to the end goal. And then the other factor that I think is really important, a true emerging force here, is to think about new revenue and new business models. 
There was some Bain research done this year that suggests that by 2030, not that many years away, given that we're at the close of 2023 now, by 2030, significant chunks of a retailer's revenue and profit will be created through new business models. So to put some numbers to that, we're talking about 35% of the retail market's revenue will be generated by new business models by 2030, 35% of revenue and 50% of profits will be generated by these new business models. So we're seeing these new business models are going to be, on the whole, more profitable, which is great news if we are actively pursuing these new business models. Not such great news if we're not, because there's probably going to be some law of averages in those numbers, right? Normal distributions that mean some overachieve, and unfortunately, that profitability challenge will mean some underachieve. So think about what you're doing for new revenue streams, for new business models. What are the experiments that you're investing time and money and resource into? How are you redefining the business model? How are you setting up new customer propositions, defining the operating models to support that? And what does the system architecture that underpins it all look like as well? And I do genuinely think this evolution of the retail market could present many companies with a real day of reckoning. We're seeing the biggest retailers already going after this with things like retail media networks. But for me, it's the the second tier down where actually this could present a real challenge if you're not actively pursuing one of these new business models right now. And yes, I totally get it. If you are thinking about new revenue models and business models, that is a longer term play, right? If you are struggling with profitability this year, then unlocking new revenue streams might not be the very top of your priority, but it absolutely must be there in the long run as you start to reconfigure your P&L and ultimately the whole business. Now, thinking about the short-term profitability challenges, and let's talk about the elephant in the room, right? We've seen lots of costs have gone up right now, which will absolutely present many companies with challenges in this sector. But in particular, there's one cost that has caused more headaches and more heartbreak than any other this year. And that is shrink, stock loss, theft, and in a bigger sense, retail crime. And this is really quite a tragic situation that the industry finds itself in, especially for physical stores. And it's an ongoing problem We see it in the UK, we see it in Europe, we see it in the US and in Canada. It's a real challenge, a global challenge. And it's not just for 2023 either, if you are thinking it's cost of living related. Forecasts from the National Retail Federation, NRF, suggest that stock loss or theft, shoplifting, is increasing and it's going to increase in the near future as well. So unfortunately, it looks like our shrink budgets for 2024 are going to be more challenged than they have been this year. So we need to think about what we can do to help manage this, to help identify, to help deter, to help enforce and act in real time. And it's a dangerous sector, both physically and financially, right? But especially dangerous, most of all, for our colleagues who are on the front line, 
who are facing this threat day in, day out. Now, of course, e-commerce retailers have got their own equivalents of shrink, whether we're talking about chargebacks, whether we're talking about returns. There are plenty, plenty there. And the whole retail sector, let's be honest, has also got a challenge with the increased cost of cash from inflation, which means that profitable businesses are even more in demand at this crucial time. And that's why I'm super excited to have been developing a new path to profitability service. This is a highly tailored offering across six different work streams where each strategy is going to be different depending on your own unique struggles, your own unique opportunities, and of course, the maturity around where you're at right now. And this path to profitability service is delivered by OB and Co in collaboration, of course, with you, also with the support of select partners to help you get started straight away. So I wanted to jump through these six work streams very quickly with you now. I'm sure you can guess the themes of them, but those six work streams are intelligent pricing and understanding how you can maximize your revenues whilst also supporting your business operations through getting the right price dynamically. So intelligent pricing. It's important to be attracting customers, whatever channel you're operating through, making sure that you've got the right flow of customers into your business and that you're maximizing loyalty and enhancing that customer relationship in the long run. It's critical to think about strategic stock flows and how you can best manage your working capital, making sure it's not too much and not too little. Streamlining your operational efficiency is absolutely crucial. Thinking about your broad operating model and really understanding where your costs are and where your value add is as well. The fifth element is around your actionable data insight, really understanding both the numbers and the qualitative side of data as well. How do you draw insights? How do you understand what this is all saying? It can seem chaotic at times, right? But the messages are there. How do you understand what those are? But more importantly than that, how do you understand what to do about them? And then the final stream is around unlocking those new revenue streams that we spoke about right at the end there. And really, this is a longer term play, but absolutely crucial as we start to think two, three, four, five plus years into the future. So those are the six work streams of the Path to Profitability service. And maybe all six are going to be relevant for you, maybe just one or two. But if you'd like to discuss further, if you'd like to understand the fit and how this could work with your business, then let's talk, arrange a meeting with me. You'll find a link to be able to book a meeting directly into my calendar on the show notes page, but also on my LinkedIn profile as well. So head on over to obandco.uk slash 261 and it would be a pleasure to explore this path to profitability with you and uncover how you can drive your profits up in your business. But whether you think that's the right fit, I would absolutely encourage three crucial mindsets to take into this critical challenge. Firstly, making the most of what you already have. 
Secondly, streamlining the excess that is not and cannot deliver meaningful value. And finally, maximizing the future opportunity. If you do these three, making the most of what you already have, streamlining the excess that is not and cannot deliver value, and maximizing your future opportunity, then you're going to be on the path to profitability. And that means that you're going to become financially viable, both in the short term with stability, but also in the long term with a business model that makes sense. And you will become customer centric because I view customer centricity and profitability as essentially the same word, right? They sound a little different, but they arrive at the same destination. If you deliver for your customers with a meaningful proposition and a viable business model, then suddenly it becomes scalable and profitable. Because the path to profitability is such a huge and important journey for all companies to go down. Some are already, of course, on that path. Others need to urgently discover the path. And I'm here to help you. So I'd love to talk to you about the path to profitability. Head on over to the show notes or my LinkedIn profile to book a meeting. The show notes are at obandco.uk slash 261. And you can review through those six key elements that we can focus on together. So head on over to obandco.uk slash 261. And I look forward to finding time to catch up very, very soon. Thanks so much for listening. And I can't wait to join you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.